It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual beings. And um, golly Moses, the last two and a half years now, we are still talking about the pandemic and the newest variants and whether we should wear masks on airplanes. And I mean, it just doesn't stop. And so I keep telling people how important it is to know your numbers. So those two numbers again are your immune function, which is a D is in dog three. When you have your physical done, your doctor is not going to do lab work on these two numbers that I'm giving you. You have to ask for a D3 test and you have to ask for a C reactive protein test. So the D3 gives you the level of immunity in your body to fight off anything, any kind of disease. You want the number to be above 70. Mine, um, I just had my physical done and mine is now 100. So my doctor looked at me and she went, you're not going to get anything. And I know I'm not because I know my numbers and I know what you need to do to keep that number high. So D3, we get from sunshine. However, we live in houses and we're in cars and we're in buildings. So we don't get enough sunshine directly on our skin to make the kind of D3 we need every single day. So just take a D3 supplement. Um, I take one that is 5,000 international units. And for somebody that has a low D3, then you need to take probably 10,000 um, because you've got to get it bumped up. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I can't encourage you enough to do that. The C-reactive protein is the level of inflammation you have in your body. Every disease begins with inflammation, every single one of them. And you want that number to be below one, preferably below a 0.5. For the last two years, when I had my physical done, it was 0.3. This year, it's a 0.1. So again, I have no inflammation running around inside my body. Um, you know, when you go in for your physical and there's a sheet that says, fill out all your medications, I take none, absolutely zero medications. Um, I'm a healer by nature and I use energy to heal, but I wouldn't have the energy to heal if I didn't keep myself healthy. So if you go to my website, you'll see a link for Boomers Forever Young. I have been on the Boomer products for the last five years. So I know that a good portion of why I'm healthy is because of these products. Um, they do have D3. Um, they have a product called barley that's created in Canada and it's a sprout, it's not a grain. So a lot of people that are gluten intolerant, they can take this particular barley. It removes toxins from the body. It rebuilds muscle after the age of 50 you will lose 1% of your muscle mass every single year. So by the time you hit 60, you've lost 10%. By the time you're 70, you've lost 20%. This is the reason seniors fall is they don't have muscle mass anymore to hold them up. And so it's easy for them to trip, um, you know, to do whatever, fall down the stairs because they just don't have the muscle mass anymore. So in order to build all four of those legs that I talk about with the show, which is, you know, the emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and physical. If you don't have your physical, it is going to be incredibly hard for you to develop the rest of it because you'll be doing what you can to survive. So check out their website. They have thousands of testimonies. They have wonderful um, podcasts. They have blogs. They have videos. I mean, you can learn about the products. Maybe you'll see something that would be good for you and a particular condition you have. Um, if you um, are on their website and you make the decision to try something, every product is guaranteed for 60 days. And the other thing is, you, if you use my name, they allow me to offer this. But if you use my name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code, they'll ask you for a discount. 
if you use that, they'll give you $5 off. And right now that's still about a gallon of gas, maybe a little bit more than a gallon of gas. So it's okay, you know, to go ahead and take advantage of the $5 discount. Um, okay, so having said that, um, the other aspect of that website I'm sending you to, which is www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. If you go in there, there's 250, I believe, shows now over the last almost five years. And um, some of my guests come back, um, you know, some of them have been with me for a number of years now. And I love having them back on every four or five months because not everybody hears the same information, the same message. And I have a new person today named Debbie Goldberg. And she is with me. She's from the uh, Pennsylvania area, uh, state of Pennsylvania. I'm not exactly sure which town in Pennsylvania, but um, she is a scribe and a messenger for God. And she was a traditional clinical therapist. So we have that in common. And she did that for 18 years until a spiritual awakening took place that transformed her and changed her path to becoming a spiritual teacher, coach, and author. Um, she says she was taught God's universal love and wisdom and brings that knowledge into her work to inspire others. So welcome to the show for the first time, Debbie. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, thank you for being on the show. I, I have to ask, and we talked about it before um, we started recording here, but um, that awakening that took place that transformed you, um, that was, you know, obviously a, a total surprise and, um, you know, changed your path. But um, what was it that happened? It's a pretty incredible story, actually. It was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And I had been having some uh, difficulties with my son and his wife um, with communication issues. Um, and I was getting uh, upset that we were struggling in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a woman called Dr. Margaret Paul, who has written many books and gives workshops. And I thought, I read something in one of her articles and thought, I'm going to go to one of her workshops. I had never been to a personal development workshop before because of being clinical. Mm-hmm. I always went to everything that we had to do for our CEU credits, and it was exactly. really not personal development. Mm-hmm. So this was a huge shift for me. I go to this workshop, and uh, Dr. Paul has, leads you into a meditation to meet your spiritual guide. Now, this is all new for me. I actually never really meditated before. I taught people relaxation, uh, but I never meditated in the way that I was going to experience at this workshop. And during that workshop, during the meditation, all of a sudden, I start to have images in my mind that I never had before. And I see a man uh, and she had us go to our, our happy place. And for me, that would be in, by a pool or in a pool. And I was, I was sitting on the edge of a pool and this man appeared next to me. And all of a sudden, this image just started going like a movie in my mind. And I was in the pool laying on a raft and this man was in the water with me. And all of a sudden, within my arms, which doesn't make sense, but it's, it's just visual, it's visual imagery, like all of the little wounded selves, my little wounded selves that had not been healed show up and they're laying in my arms. And this man takes my hands and puts them around all of them. And uh, I knew, I didn't understand what was happening, but I knew it was some kind of healing. Mm-hmm. And it was so profound. And then I realized it was Jesus. For me, it was so strange because I was Jewish. I never thought about G- Jesus, uh, even though that there's a lot of Jews that do believe in Jesus. I never thought about Jesus. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't even understand the whole experience. 
I never had something take place in my mind like that. And the, the healing was amazing when I left there, uh, that workshop and started to use that meditation with all my clients and realized that I needed to connect every single day. And so then I took time to meditate and try to go back into that imagery and talk with Jesus. Hmm. That that was a extremely unique. It was scary. It was loving. It was, I didn't know what a spiritual awakening was. It wasn't part of my, um, anything I was into or reading about, or it, it was just a very, amazing experience hmm and it has stayed with you ever since then I'm guessing oh yeah um the it just kept expanding so then there was conversation it was very interesting I was I was meditating and I said why is it I'm thinking to myself why is it that I sit with Jesus and it feels so good it feels so loving uh why are we not having conversation and I heard a voice that said well just say hello and I said hello and that was the end of it there was then constant conversation (laughs) so what kind of conversations it was it all started mostly about about looking about how I was living my life. I was working too much. I was seeing too many clients during the day. My physical health was taking a toll. And so was my mental health because I was running a practice, my own practice. uh, And I took on too much of the responsibilities and not, you know, divvied away, given, given other people the opportunity to do that job because that, I was learning about myself as I was a control freak. I needed to do everything because I thought it wouldn't get done properly if I didn't do it myself. Mm. So the first things were about you need to focus on your health. Okay. And that means you need to start taking some clients out of your schedule. Uh, Teaching me how to relax. And what was for me was about uh, learning, well, doing a dance. It was a dance, a very slow dance, just to try to calm me down because I was always living, um, you know, 100 miles per hour. Mm. And I had to calm my body down, my nervous system. And so it was learning how to do this dance that he taught me. And so the, the beginning of it was, getting myself used to not being so busy. So when you say a dance, was it literally a dance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and in my mind, Jesus and I danced because I was like, what kind of dance are you talking about? And he said, so it was just real slow movement and moving my arms and my legs. It was very graceful. And it was just allowing movement to happen in my body because I was either at my desk you know, I was always planted in my chair doing work, um, whether it was seeing a client or doing bookkeeping. Uh-huh. So uh, that went on probably for about a year of really concentrating on learning how to relax, how to let go. Um, I was making pretty good money and taking clients out of my schedule was taking a hit. <laughs> and so there was a... a there was developing trust of what I was being asked to do, that it would be okay if I let go of seeing so many people taking less money, um, that it would be all a benefit to my well-being. And then uh, it went into, so there's just so much of teaching me who I am um, divine, the stories, he taught me all about the stories that we develop through the ego of developing a false self. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I woke up, 
I had been numb for so long because I had an abuse history and I thought I worked through it, but it was just on the surface. And so when he, he was like, we have to work on this and everything, <laughs> everything that I had been holding back started to come up at once. And it was very anxiety producing to feel all your feelings at one time when I was not used to feeling them at all. Um, I, I look at myself as being an unhealed healer for so many years until I was awakened and started to understand that there's so much more than what I understood. And so there was this whole process of recognizing what is the ego, what is the thought system of the ego, what I have been living, what I, what I needed to forgive, spent a lot of time on forgiveness. Every step of the way was him or God or the angels and John the Baptist and King Solomon, all of these other biblical people, uh, Angel, different types of angels coming in, leading me in lessons constantly every single day of this is what we're working on today. Hmm. It was fascinating. How long did this go on? Um, I would say probably it has really tapered down over the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. and where I'm not so constantly but I'm also not asking as much as I used to <laughs> so that's part of it because I was constantly saying why am I feeling this what is this going on I don't understand what I'm feeling I don't understand whether my feelings are right can I trust them and and so I was constantly asking for help mm -hmm. And also I was dictated six books by Jesus. So I've been, a lot of that information in there is about the teachings that I received and then my process of how I tried to um, incorporate those teachings into my growth. Now, when you were being dictated the books, um, because I think a lot of people refer to that as channeling, mm -hmm. channeled the information. When you looked at it after the fact, was it like, wow, I never thought of that before? Was it kind of a aha moment? Mm -hmm. Every, everything was an aha moment because I thought because of him, because of what I was being taught, it sounded to me like a sci-fi movie. Like <laughs> it sounds so foreign. Uh, I'm like, what do you mean this is an illusion? And what do you mean that this is all stories and that it's not real? And, uh, you know, I, it sounded to me like a, like a sci-fi movie. So all the information and all the energetic information and everything that I received, it, it is aha. And it is like, oh my gosh, okay. There's another way of viewing, perceiving my existence. All right, so... I'm going to ask some questions and um, it, let's see if, if some of the information was in one of these channeled books. You have read the book Illusions, I'm assuming. Did you? Well, see, that, that's another thing. I have not read a lot of material because I, did, I, didn't, I didn't understand uh, that this was a spiritual awakening. Okay. Well, so, this book was uh, written years ago by Richard Bach. The same okay. guy that wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Okay. And Illusions is a book within a book, but it does point out there is a Messiah. He's called the Reluctant Messiah. And he's here flying a biplane. And Richard is in the book as a biplane pilot as well, uh -huh. except that he has to put oil in his plane and he has to wipe the bugs off of it. And the reluctant Messiah doesn't have to do anything. If he needs something, he holds his hand up and he gets the wrench, you know, floats over to him and he takes it and does whatever. So there's a handbook inside of the actual book. Mm -hmm. So you have two stories going on at the same time. 
and the reluctant Messiah is teaching different lessons. And as an example, one of the statements is, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. That's a statement in the handbook. Mm -hmm. And there's all these different ones. You know, um, there's one about a caterpillar, you know, what uh, the caterpillar views as basically his destruction is the birth of the butterfly, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of who we are. We're these um, illusory, I guess you might say, you know, we, we think we're physical, but we're not, mm -hmm. you know, we are vibrational creatures and the way I've explained it to kids because they understand the virtual reality games is I say, okay, so we are nothing more. Every one of our cells is constantly vibrating and whether it vibrates in a positive or negative way depends on your mindset. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of watch that, but the only thing that holds us together in this lifetime is this virtual bodysuit. So our skin, the largest organ, holds everything in place so that we can vibrationally move through life, experiencing life. Mm -hmm. And um, so Albert Einstein pointed out parallel dimensions. Now I don't know whether that you know is part of the illusion that you receive, but my understanding is. Um, and, and I have guides that talk to me on a regular basis, but my understanding is that if we were standing at this moment in time, that to our left and to our right are other dimensions of us mm -hmm. and that we simply can access that information anytime we want to, you know, we don't have to stay in our movie. If we don't want to, if we don't like our movie, we can switch a channel mm -hmm. and watch something else. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that we have that power to do that. Mm -hmm. So is that part of your channeled information? Yeah, it's it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, I love your description that you use with kids. I think that's a great analogy. Uh, what, what I've come down to is understanding that, and Jesus explained to me, it was funny because he, he put his finger up and he said, oh, you see this little dot right here on my finger? He said, there's only one point of existence and everything exists on that point. It's eternal. Mm -hmm. So, and, and infinite. And, and so what you're, what you're talking about is different dimensions. I think that while we are experiencing this life physically, is that it, it appears as if there's different dimensions, but there's only this singularity. There's only this one point, but we're, we're feeling it on different levels of consciousness, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's maybe the way that I would describe I, of what I understand so far. Uh <laughs> well, here, here's, I mean, you and I can relate to this. You've got Abraham Maslow. Mm -hmm. had the hierarchy of needs, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, to me, you know, it means that the majority of people, unfortunately, throughout the world are still at that basic level, foundational level of existence. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a roof over your head and food on the table and you feel safe, it's pretty hard to get to self-actualization. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that a part of, of understanding maybe even all of the different, um, you know, uh, psychological theories that have been proposed over the centuries, um, it, you know, just came from this lack of understanding, you know, that they thought, okay, if you, if you have this, then you can move to this. And if you have this, you can move to this, but you can have it as long as you stay, to me, as long as you stay in alignment, which then takes you to the energy centers, you know, or the chakras in your body. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I think we talked about this before, that there are 12, you know, actual uh, centers. Mm -hmm. Six of them are in your body. But when you finally get those in alignment, you actually can open the crown and receive the other six. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, then you can become a master healer as well. Mm -hmm. And I know Christ said, you know, back when he was roaming the earth, um, that everything that he could do, we can do also mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. um, 
And he was pointing that out so that you didn't make him the master of the universe mm -hmm. because we are all divine beings. Mm -hmm. So was that part of what you were also getting as? Yeah, I um, Jesus definitely comes to me as a brother mm. and not as any kind of king or uh, that that it's all sameness. It's all oneness. Mm -hmm. that, that, that all that. I guess basically what he's taught me is that all there is is divine consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then to have this physical experience, then we, I, I guess I call it a myth because there's really no true way to understand how this all works, <laughs> how the magic works. <laughs> so we have all of these myths out there of ways to help us um, connect with um, something that we already are and forgot. So the, he, he, what he explained to me is that he's another part of my consciousness. He's no different than me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so is everybody else that you're having this experience in your mind and you think that you're two when there's only one. Right. Yeah. And that, um, and so what I've learned and I call divine love God uh, is that there is a pre-planned uh, life for yourself and that all the transformation is coming from within that, okay, you are the creator and you are creation so you are the creator and created yourself as creation and everything that you're witnessing outside of yourself. So hold on to that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, uh, Deb. And Deb and I are talking about some pretty, I would say, out there kind of thoughts for a great many people that are in organized religion, because a lot of our organized religion, unfortunately, is based on fear, isn't it? And, you know, it's restrictive. It's not open-ended where we can experience, you know, the love of Christ, which is, I'm sure, what this is really all about, is understanding that we are love. That's who we are. And when we understand that, we can give it to others. We can share you know, it, it's supposed to be easy. And yet, you know, even back at the time of Christ, it wasn't, you know, which is why he was here, was trying to help people understand that it didn't have to be about power and control. So <laughs> it's, it's so fascinating. Um, and, I, and, you know, books and movies have been written about this forever. Mm -hmm. I think even the Ten Commandments, I mean, we just have, one of the neatest things that I experienced, and I've told this to a lot of different people, but um, when I was in undergraduate school, I had to take a history class. You had to have one year of history of any kind you wanted. It could have been world or it could have been, you know, United States history or something else. And I, I like history now, but I like the way it's presented in a visual way. So if I can watch a documentary, I'm much more interested than reading it in a book. However, uh, I got the opportunity to take Old and New Testament as my history. And the professor was amazing. And one of the things that I have shared with many clients over the 35 years of being a therapist is the two words, I am. And you probably know this already, but um, in biblical times, I am was translated as Yahweh. 
And when Moses was speaking to the uh, burning bush, and he said, well, you know, basically, how am I going to take these tablets back down to all these guys down below that are going to think I'm crazy? Who am I going to say sent me with this information? And of course, the bush said, I am that I am. And so Yahweh sent him with that information. But at the same time, when we today use the word I am in a negative sense, like I am so angry, I am so frustrated, I am tired, I am sick. You are putting the two most powerful words in the universe mm -hmm. in front of a negative remark. Mm -hmm. And so I get people to really look at that, you know, because we don't think about our words and how we're using our words at all. I totally agree. And, and words carry vibration. Yes, they do. And so we're talking, um, we're talking suffering over ourselves mm -hmm. rather than talking love over ourselves or uh, seeing us as an unlimited being and that really our nature is joy and love. Mm -hmm. And so we are, we are in a sense creating our own suffering by believing that we're separate from God. And then also, like you said, speaking all of this negative um, verbiage over ourselves all the time. Or, well, you know, yeah, I, I think we basically don't believe we deserve happiness. Mm -hmm. And we're taught that by our parents sometimes, by mm -hmm. our teachers sometimes, mm -hmm. by the clergy sometimes, you know, by different faiths, that you are nothing more than a piece of SHIT. And, you know, you need to work your way to being deserving of anything. And that's simply not true because one of the gals that um, was on an early show uh, four and a half years ago, I had her and she actually has written books where angels have communicated with her. Mm -hmm. um, but Tess, um, you know, often said that the angels tell her that our purpose here on earth is to have fun, mm -hmm. it is. joyful beings, sharing happiness and love with others. Mm -hmm. And we simply forget that. Totally, totally forget it. But I do think it's because everybody has forgotten, you know, and if you're being raised in a family that's highly restrictive or angry or there is abuse, you know, drug, alcohol, sex, whatever it might be, then it's hard to teach somebody that you're here to be joyful and pass love along because they don't even get to see love. Mm -hmm. I agree. I get told every single day that um, I'm to be happy mm. every single day. Just be happy. That's all I want from you is to be happy. And, and, and it's so funny how it eludes, it eludes us, but I think that's all getting caught up in ego thought and stories. Um, and, and I think part of it is the forgetfulness is part of the incarnation mm. is that we are to awaken to our divine nature so I think it is all part of it. And it was, that's what God tells me. It's, it was meant to be fun, that this is a fun experience, that nothing really bad is happening to you or to anyone else because it is a virtual reality. Mm -hmm. um, I think well, that- Explain, I mean, using that logic, because I can hear some people that are listening going, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, uh -huh. how, how would you explain a fun experience with what the Ukrainians are going through mm -hmm. right? in Russia? So right. they obviously are experiencing the uh, distorted logic, maybe of, you know, I don't know, Putin. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, how, how do you justify what's going on there? If our objective is to have fun and love one another, because the translation obviously is getting distorted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I look at us, as we were talking before, as an energetic being uh -huh. and that all thought is energy uh -huh. and that all of us, because we believe that we're two, we're good and bad, divine and human, because of that, that conflict within each one of us, there appears to be a war inside of us at times or this conflict. I feel this way and I feel that way about the same thing. So sometimes when you awaken, you start to notice that you feel like you're embarking in a battle between your higher self and the ego and in, in thought. Okay. 
so I look at the external world, and this is what Jesus has taught me, it's a metaphorical mirror. What is going on in my internal dynamic and my own thoughts and my consciousness is getting played out on the external stage of life, of earth. And so watching war happen is no different than the war that goes on in our own minds within ourself, towards ourself and towards other people. So everything comes from your mind. So I'm not is saying that illusion? it's an, that's part of the illusion. Yes. And so at the same time, so that I don't get into a, a stance of, okay, everything's an illusion. I have to remind myself because the ego will just say, oh, that's an illusion. It doesn't matter. Nobody's getting hurt. Um, I know that I felt hurt by the stories and such experiences that I have. And so is other people as they're going through their experiences. And, and so why it happens this way, I don't know. It's all part of our waking up purpose to see that it is only what is going on in your own mind that you see all over the world is the war within. And that once, and a lot of it is about not accepting the different aspects that we have inside our own self, because we're very complex and diverse. We have so many different, we've developed so many different adaptations about ourselves to fit in. And so because we don't, the ego tends to say that that trait is good, that trait's bad, or or that you should be guilty about this or that. So there's all this undercurrent of thinking that we've been listening to for so long, thinking it's our voice, thinking it's the truth, that has created um, even more separation within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is what you're seeing on the outside. So the more that we understand that everything that we've been given for this experience um, we want to call them adaptations that we've created or aspects of self or personality, that they're all divine, that they're all purposeful, that they're all wonderful, but we've been judging them as not. And so once we, once we are able to accept ourselves in this complex, diverse being, and that everything is beautiful and divine and you are perfection like it's really understanding your divine identity Mm. over the human identity that you've created once that comes into balance that you've accepted all parts of yourself with love Mm -hmm. everything shifts on the outside so if i'm understanding correctly you would not be looking at a negative behavior in a negative way you would be accepting that the anger was okay mm-hmm. the hurt was okay the frustration yes. was okay yes. just as okay as joy and yes. happiness but they're all facets mm-hmm. of who we are mm-hmm. and it makes us complex but it makes us deep and meaningful as well mm-hmm. and so that's the part that you end up embracing mm-hmm. is not just the good parts of you but all parts all parts. They're all good. Mm-hmm. They're all good. I, I think of um, when you make a stew or a soup, mm-hmm. you know, if you only had the broth, it probably taste okay. But by adding, you know, all of the other ingredients and spices, mm-hmm. it makes it wonderful. And so that's kind of where I would see this as, you know, look at every aspect of who you are as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, as divine creation you've created yourself and it's sort of like sometimes you get mad like you didn't like your own creation (laughs) yeah right so here's another thought i mean i'm seeing all of these symbols um you've heard of theta healing right theta healing theta healing it's it's an energy healing different kind of energy healing there's rate healing there's theta there's quantum uh, there's a lot of different modalities it's kind of like religion you know we have faith but then you put different brands on it 
-hmm. So you can be, this is the Episcopal church and this is the Lutheran church and this is the Catholic and this is, you know, Judaism and this is Hinduism. And so, um, but they all kind of want to say we're the best, mm -hmm. but faith is just faith. Mm -hmm. believing in this higher power that exists. But there's a part of me right now that's saying, hang on, you've got the right thread going here. So if I were to look at energy, you know, just like the, sh the chakras are what I kind of come back to because it is very symbolic to me. Mm -hmm. But if you looked at the root chakra as where we have our energy for life and you look at divinity as the 12th chakra, and there's a highway that goes between the root and divinity. Mm -hmm. And each one of those, some people might look at it as you graduate from one to the next to the next. Mm -hmm. But the way I look at it is that's all of who we are, mm -hmm. every single one. But each one is a classroom with mm -hmm. wonderful lessons within it. Mm -hmm. And so you can go explore the 10th. You don't have to stay there, but you can explore it. Mm -hmm. Or you can occasionally grab on to number 12 and say, I want to go visit, you know, with Christ. Or you can come to the 11th and say, hey, I need to heal somebody. So I'm going to grab the energy from here and take it back down so that I can apply the action. Does uh -huh. that make some sense to you? Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And so it's all who we are. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're not any one of them all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I, th I, I love that description. And, and what I believe is that each one of us is on our own different journey, mm -hmm. our own divine journey, and that things are going to resonate with each person, whether it's religion or it's chakras. Um, I, I think that each person chose the way that they want to experience this life. And so that there's nothing wrong or right in any way that anybody chooses exactly. to have that experience. But we are all everything because all you are is divine. You're creation. You're right. an infinite imagination. Um, does that mean that if I wanted to come as a camel sometime, I could come experience the world? I suppose, why not? Why not? Yeah. Right? So. I think that, you know, I, I think that we are creation eternally creating. Mm -hmm. Do you think within what you were given, you know, as uh, channeled books, um, do you think that at the moment of death for whether it's an animal or whether it's, you know, a human that all of a sudden you do get that. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I wish I had remembered all of that while I was alive. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's that aha moment when you go, why didn't I remember? Why didn't yeah. I understand? Everything would have been so much easier. Well, you, we forgot that we are not a self. Mm-hmm. That's what we forgot. We forgot our divine identity. Right. And that we are all things. Yes. And that we are everything because I look at as infinite imagination creation. Uh -huh. Everything that you see is, is a creation from your own mind. Uh -huh. uh, the more with, creative you are, maybe the more. <laughs> well, I believe there's some kind of destiny and plan for each person and that that is unfolding within you as you go along, because as creator, divine love is constantly. And that's the way I look at God and Jesus or anything. It's just it's it's divine love showing up in all different forms, whether it's in my mind or I think I see it outside of myself. And all it's doing is helping me unfold into what this plan was supposed to be. Mm. And, and you're not, you're not transforming yourself. You're being transformed by that same love that created you on its timeline. Cause I've tried to rush things and it doesn't work. I've tried to force myself to understand concepts that I'm taught and, and you can't when they are ready, they just, you just get it. Uh, so I think that, you know, that there it's this whole, this whole life is about enjoying, enjoying and, and, 
joyfully surrendering that there is something moving you like a character in a book is moving you throughout your life unfolding into who whatever the divine plan was supposed to be for you right um there is a, a person that is in my life and we were at a beach down in the sarasota area um probably two years ago now and it was so interesting because i was collecting some seashells and he was further up on the sand but this lady had been watching us just out of you know i'm just smiling and watching us and when i went down to um, the water you know to look for some more shells i watched her get up and walk over to my friend and she said to him, the two of you give me such joy to watch. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, we've had people do that uh, any number of times. We've had people say, I want your love. Um, and it's, I think it is because we embody, we live that mm -hmm. concept when we're together and it's visible. It's, it's something that people actually feel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like they can touch it. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that that's who we truly are mm -hmm. is, you know, not just the two of us, but who humanity is mm -hmm. and that uh, we have an opportunity all the time to exhibit that and give people hope, give people, you know, joy to observe it. Um, and we're just fortunate enough, you know, to have it in our life. It's so beautiful because that's your way of inspiring other people to find the hope and love within themselves right that it's available that it's always available always always and, and that's what we're all here to do is share that mm -hmm. um in our own unique ways mm -hmm. uh, but many of us forgot that that's what's actually we're made of well the forgetting part as I work with people now, I, and I, I think I told you that I kind of walked away from being a therapist for a, a few years, uh, in part because my husband was dying and it was too much between working therapeutic with, therapeutically with people and then with his illness. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I just kind of walked away from it for a little bit. And I'm, I came back about a year ago now. And it's a totally different kind of therapy that I do than I used to do, probably much like yours. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that part of why we forget, unfortunately, is these systems, and I'm gonna call them that, but it's a political system that's in place, a religious system that's in place, a business system that's in place. Somebody many hundreds of years ago you know, started deciding that it was better to have organizational systems to run the world. Mm -hmm. And those systems became more and more and more controlling in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then you forget because the way you run people is to control everything about them. And probably the mask, you know, from this pandemic are a prime example of that because people across the world were told to shelter in place. You can't hug anybody. You can't touch anybody. You can't go see a loved one that's in the hospital or a nursing home. You have to wear a mask. You have to get a, you know, an injection, uh, a vaccination, a jab, whatever people want to call it, but they were being told how to live their life. Mm -hmm. And after a period of time, you know, the fear got out of the way and people started revolting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's the systems are not very loving systems. Mm -hmm. They're, they're basically uh, controlling, managing kind of systems mm -hmm. that autocrats have put in there in order to tell us how to live our life. And so we do forget. Mm -hmm. And if you have parents and teachers and, you know, churches that are living those kinds of restrictions, then it's pretty hard to get to joy and happiness. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I call that conditioned programming uh -huh. coming from all areas of society, including your own family uh -huh. and the generations before in your family because everything gets passed down. Uh -huh. So I mean, they were uh, around even when Christ was walking around mm -hmm. or Buddha or. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. it's it's um, and I look at it as the ego thought system. 
I look at it as all ego because that's what the ego is doing is constantly trying to um, control you to feel safe, Uh to feel safe, to feel loved, to get validated. Um, That's like the the role of that thought system, even though it's filled, it's all it is, is fear. It's fear that you're already not what you are. Right, right. Is is innocent. You can't get there. Yeah, but you, you can't get there in this human lifetime. The only way yeah. you're going to get there is to be really, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll get there by the time you die. Yeah. 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 So um, it makes you, you get buried under all of that. and It makes you forget your divine identity. Because I, I really think when, when you're born as a baby, that you know that. I you think know so that too. You, you know that you're perfection. You know that you're one with God. You know that, you the know. Only, the only time that doesn't happen, you know, because I worked with mothers who were unfortunately um, addicted to crack mm-hmm. uh, or heroin or something. Those babies don't know. And if a baby is born, unfortunately, in an area like maybe Russia or China, that they were in an orphanage, mm-hmm. you know, where they weren't touched, they weren't loved, mm-hmm. you know, they forget very quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think babies, honestly, I think children up until maybe school age, preschool age. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, they don't get to stay home, you know, very much anymore. You have, you know, two parents that are working. And so off they go to, you know, a, a kinder care of some sort. And they start losing that belief that they are nothing more than love mm-hmm. and happiness and joy. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I but I think it's all part of the experience I think we all come in with a story mm. and we live that story out um and and once you start realizing that what you got from that story meaning you know I I felt in my own story a lot of betrayal um rejection abandonment which are all actually part of that ego thought system mm-hmm is that I believed all those things about myself. And so you, once you're awakened, you start trying to, all of those concepts that you have about yourself that are not true need to be broken. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do in therapy is trying to, de- you know, and that's what God's doing inside of you. Um, also, constantly, if you connect with, that part of you it is always trying to help you heal from what you think you need to be healed from Mm -hmm. well that's part of the reason you know that people if they can get into living a more mindful life connecting through their senses what are they feeling Mm -hmm. what are Mm -hmm. they hearing what are they touching um but you can learn to do that through meditation Mm -hmm. and it quiets that monkey mind enough that you can begin to hear other aspects of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and most people don't understand when you hear love talk to you, when you hear God talk to you, you hear it in your own voice. Mm-hmm. Other times, some people can hear it in different voices, which I do as well, but it is your own voice that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, your own voice calling out to you, say, hey, uh, let me help you understand what you're going through right now, what you're experiencing, what this incarnation's about and who you really are. Mm-hmm. There's teaching going on in you all the time. Mm-hmm. And the better that you get at connecting with that and allowing it. And I, you know, and that's my new book is called an intuition. And, and that is the voice of God. It's the voice of love. And it is, it is constantly talking with you and wants to converse with you. It wants to have a relationship. You're having a relationship with yourself. Uh uh And a lot of times um, that's a scary introduction. It is. (laughs) You know, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't want to go there. (laughs) I had no choice. It was sort of like, you're doing this, you're waking up and we're doing this. (laughs) It wasn't like, uh, do, can I have 30 minutes to think about it? No. <laughs> it was like a crash course in awakening, <laughs> going from zero knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, 
And, and I think if you, I don't know whether you're finding this to be the case with yourself, but I think sometimes we would have been, if you and I were living back in the 1600s, let's say, we would have been burned at a stake. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, they, they would have gone, uh, you know, you cannot do something like that. That is, that's impossible. Uh-huh. And so just, uh, you know, get her and tie her up and <laughs> be gone yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that at least we have the opportunity today to kind of talk about these things. And, and people might think, oh, you know, you're just a little out there. Um, but when you demonstrate, like um, I had mentioned this to you when we talked several months ago about um, what had happened with my husband three and a half years before he died and the doctors. I mean, you know, I know that that was not me per se. It was, I was a channel for divine love to keep him alive. It, it changed the dynamics so that he went from 78% oxygen in his body to 98%. The doctors absolutely said without a shadow of a doubt, that is impossible, period. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, they couldn't refute it because it did go from 78 to 98% in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to take him to surgery and he did live another three and a half years. To me, that kind of, I mean, for me, it was a, a true wake up call in how powerful we truly are. Mm-hmm. But I would think for the doctors, maybe there was at least a doctor or a nurse in that ICU unit that went, wow maybe we can do things that are outside of the scope of medicine. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're able to do that. And it's not CPR Mm -hmm. and it's not, you know, using drugs to bring somebody back. It's simply using that divine energy that is available to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I I keep thinking that, uh, you know, there, there are people around that are beginning to get glimpses Mm -hmm. and that's probably what I would call it is a glimpse here in a book, a glimpse here in a movie, a glimpse here, you know, with a a lady on the sand that sees two people and she can see the energy between them. It is an opportunity if we can learn to observe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can come out of your world and stay present. Yes. Yeah. Uh That that is a huge key. I've got a, a, a 25 year old right now that I'm working with and an 18 year old and a 14 year old. And I'm actually helping them understand how important it is to be here now, to be present and to be aware of what's going on in the messages that they're giving themselves uh, Mm -hmm. about their life. And, you know, I figure they might remember some of it and then teach a friend, you know, teach a family member, um, maybe teach their own children someday. So you get a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's wonderful. It's so important to teach presence. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important for um, people to know that they don't have to do anything special to develop that connection within them because that's what they are. It's already there. That's why I don't use the word channel because you're just listening. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody outside of you or something else is dictating to you. It's an inner dictation because it's your own voice. It's the voice of love talking with you but there's a channeling that takes place you know like I wasn't I wasn't listening to myself per se I don't think I mean I I did hear put your right hand on the top of his head put your left hand on his heart but I didn't do anything all I did was do that and I felt the energy come through me you were led Mm -hmm. you were led by that voice right to do those things you listened and you followed through yeah but i just kind of made the i don't know assumption that yeah. by listening and doing that that then the energy could flow from literally divinity mm-hmm. through me to him right well also it's also shifting your perception of what's capable mm-hmm. that you know you you're all you are is energy right right yeah Um, But I I think it's important for people to understand that the only thing that I did when I woke up is my heart just really wanted to know what I was doing that was creating pain in my life. Mm -hmm. And I really, really wanted to know. 
And that is the question that opened everything up for me. Right. Is because I wanted to heal. I wanted to know how to, what, I didn't want to create suffering within myself anymore or outside of myself with anyone else. And so all it takes is really having a little willingness to go within and say, I'm ready for, Mm -hmm. I want to know, I want to heal. I want to know who I am and, and open your heart. Right. Right. And it just opens the door and it's sort of like, okay, I've been sitting here all along waiting for you to wake up and ask. And isn't it sad that maybe some people will go their entire lifetimes, however long that is, Mm -hmm. and they never ask. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they take with them all of that hurt and pain and everything else. And then at the time of their death, that's when they get the wake up, like, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. now I get it. But, you know, it's too late to correct in that physical life. And so I don't know whether we do, you know, decide to engage in another lifetime, or maybe we become uh, spiritual teachers, you know, from a soul perspective. I'm not sure. Were you given any of that information? (laughs) I haven't been taught a lot about death. Jesus said that's for another time, but he did. I said, so what happens to us after we so-called die, our body dies? He said, you just wake up to another dream. It's Uh another creation. Another creation. Another creation. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's also important for people to know that um, because they're having their own unique experience, Uh journey, that that they are going to have their own truth with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the only thing that's true is that your love mm-hmm. and that's period, but you will have for your own divine plan of what your life course is supposed to be. You're going to have your own truth. And that truth does morph as you unfold in your life because um, Jesus, Jesus explained to me, you cannot go from A to Z in your wisdom. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have little bites of it to absorb, to take it in. Because usually when you start hearing this stuff, um, when you hear metaphysical or divine concepts, you don't know how to, you don't know, it's not logical. And your brain wants to put it into some kind of logical way yeah i think even the fact that it's it's not logical for most people because again they're coming out of very restrictive systems Mm -hmm. of thought but to me it would be a lot like um my my favorite um cake you know is a fudge cake i Mm -hmm. absolutely but if i ate a whole fudge cake i would be sick beyond belief Yes. And so yeah. it's sort of that kind of metaphor or symbolism mm-hmm. that we can take a small amount of it, enjoy it, yes. and then come back for more later. Yes. And that's exactly what uh, Jesus taught me with an apple pie. Uh-huh. It's, it's just taking a, a morsel, a forkful. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's you don't get to see the whole divine plan you get little forkfuls of it as you go and the whole idea is to just trust Mm -hmm. that how you're being led yeah and that is very very hard for most it's good yeah that god is good right right yeah Uh uh-huh oh my goodness our our hour is gone and I guess we could probably talk for another couple of hours and I'm glad you're going to be back on the show in uh, September. So I'll enjoy having you back then and we can maybe pick up where we left off, uh, you know, on this show. Tell people how they can get hold of you, Deb. Sure. I have a website. It's DebbieNGoldberg.com. And so you can find me on there. I'm also on Facebook under uh, Deb Goldberg. I have a Facebook group called The Divinely Ordered Life, which is uh, one of the names of a series of my books. Uh, and so you can find me there. Okay. And if somebody wants to consult with you, that would be a good place for them to go? Yes. Okay. They can message me off the website or from Facebook. Okay. Like through Messenger or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that everybody has enjoyed the show today. And, uh, you know, please 
share with others, um, send them over to the podcast. It can be iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, or Spotify. Those are the main platforms that we're on. And uh, come back and listen to us next time. And thank you, Deb, so much for being my guest today. Go out there, everybody, and please make this your best life. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.